Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show, and in this episode we are talking about the film Veronica, which is a Spanish film. It is from the, one of the two directors of the Wreck movie. Or the, 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 well, I think it did multiple Wreck movies, but certainly of the pair that directed the first one, one of those guys is uh, directing this. And this uh, is uh, on Netflix most places now. Netflix uh, put it out. So we, we thought we'd jump in and do it. Uh, also, it's funny, we, we said, oh, it'll be a quieter schedule and stuff. <laughs> uh, and you've not actually missed a week yet of an episode. Uh, and honestly, it's looking kind of hopeful that you won't be missing a week mm-hmm. the next week either. So, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think at the worst, maybe maybe might miss a week here or there in the upcoming yeah. weeks but it won't be I don't, I don't think it'll be that bad at least not as bad as maybe we were originally thinking yeah the doom and gloom of that first episode where we're like oh no we're going to have to be like off for weeks and months <laughs> at a time and it's not that at all it's like the odd week might be missed but hey, mm-hmm. here we are so uh, yeah so this is a going into it I thought it was a possession film and that's not entirely accurate mm-hmm. uh, as a film obviously we'll start spoiler free and I'll give you a warning in the middle before we get to spoilers I should always say that before I get to anything but the, the general premise so this girl, Veronica, uh, uses a Ouija board with uh, two friends at school. So this could almost be like the Spanish Ouija spin-off, if you wanted to go with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But they use that uh, during an eclipse, and it, you know, scary things start happening. They seem to be targeting Veronica and her family, and she she's kind of this, like, she's only 15 years old, but her mother works all the time. Her, her dad's passed away, so she's kind of taking care of the younger kids. She's got two little sisters and a little brother, so she's been, she's, she's essentially taking on the role of being the mother a lot of the time. Like, she's picking them up from school, she's making sure they get dressed and showered in the morning, you know, she's been very mature in that sense. Uh, a lot of responsibility. And scary things start happening and she has to, like, try and protect the house and the kids and that's kind of the, the, the gist of the film. So, uh, yeah, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll get into it. So, Tim, I shall ask the question, <laughs> did you enjoy Veronica? Well, uh, yeah, it, it, it's not really a big secret because I've been talking about it, like, for the last week or so because I, I think I watched it maybe last Monday or Tuesday, but I absolutely loved uh, this movie. I was... Uh, pretty surprised um because I, I think it's getting a lot of hype now but like originally i kind of went in like not really hearing much about it like i heard a couple of people say like oh there's this pretty good you know new horror movie and i was kind of like whatever and they're like oh it's from one of the guys that did wreck so i was like all right i'm sold uh, yeah and yeah i watched it and I, I i think it's really really good um like in terms of plot it's not really anything special or like super unique but i think this is a great example of like in, in this case, it doesn't really matter. They're just like everything is done so well with like the tone and like just the visuals and everything is just so creepy and it gives a really eerie sense about it that um I I was pretty much hooked like pretty early on from it. But uh yeah, I've been gushing right. about it for a while though, so I'm I'm interested to see uh, what you saw what you thought. Yeah, I mean obviously it's a 2017 movie. It came out in Spain in 2017, but mm-hmm. it's getting a lot of not- notability now because it's on Netflix, Netflix most places yeah. and you know obviously everyone's starting to talk about it. It's starting to hit everyone else. Um, so how do I feel about it? I don't think I love it quite as much as you do, but I, but I do like it a lot. Um, <laughs> okay, I, okay. I think where it falls down for me is I think there's just one or two times where the cliche of what it's doing uh, is a bit much, 
And also, there's one or two times where there's like a, there's like a CG thing on the screen, and I'm just kind of like, eh, yeah, I, don't, I don't need to see the thing. Like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'd prefer if it was more vague and subdued mm-hmm. in that sense. However, I do think the direction is very good. I think it's really well handled most of the time. I think Veronica is a character's very likable to get behind because she has taken yeah. so much responsibility so you're kind of rooting for her and you see how much how difficult this is not only just to like take care of three kids but to do it when you're only 15 and you're not really <laughs> supposed to have that responsibility yet you're just kind of yeah. you know shoved into it um let alone you get a freaking ghost in the apartment that's I, I <laughs> that know. doesn't make things easy <laughs> i know exactly uh so uh no i dug that and actually what my favorite part of the movie might be tim the music yeah the music you know me oh, okay. too well you know me well uh, it was really good yeah it was it was very like 80s late 80s sort of uh almost italian I, horror movie kind of vibe yeah. i was getting from the music oh, actually that's um something else i, I was, I was kind of gonna mention and this might be like a little unfair but i think if this took place in america with like an american cast like i think my interest would have been way down on it but um, just because it is like you know taking place in Spain, and it's kind of like uh, and yeah, it does take place in the past. I think it was like early nineties. Yeah, maybe, 19, like... 1991, Because it's based somewhat on a true story. I, I mean, I didn't look into it to see how much it was like you yeah. know, accurate. Because uh, we actually the the movie opens with kind of like the end of the incident where the police are showing up at the uh, at the house and it kind of like jumps back and because it keeps telling you the date because it's like. Okay, so it's like the early, early morning of the 15th of like July or June, whatever the month was, uh, 1991. And then once you see, you get the, the tease that something really bad's happening in the house, and then it cuts back, and it's like, oh, okay, the 12th. So it takes place over three days, building up to like where it ended. Yeah. Um, and it says at the start that it was based on the the police report that was filed of the detective who, who went there. Uh, so... Yeah. Uh, that's obviously interesting because like, all right, okay, you you know they've embellished a lot of the actual story because they're like, okay, this sure. needs to be an entertaining movie and whatnot. But I was really curious when we got to that moment at the end, finally, when when we see like what he sees at the end, because again, that that's what the movie sets up at the start is that he sees something, and we don't get to see what it is till the end. I was very curious, like, okay, so as much as the rest must be embellished, whatever he saw and put in his report, I imagine that's probably the part that's accurate because that's what it was like. <laughs> that that was the bit that was good enough to like make a movie about it, like yeah. you know, let's make a movie about this and. Uh, you know, it says at one point in the text that this was the first, like, confirmed, or not confirmed, but the first time an actual police report said something supernatural was oh, happening yeah, yeah. somewhere, <laughs> like, yeah. in, in the country. <laughs> so, yeah, so there was some interesting parts of that. Uh, like I said, I agree that I think having it set somewhere else gave it a little bit of a fresh, like, a paint, as opposed to just doing it again in a, you know, oh, it's a house with a picket fence, you know, yeah, dad. Yeah, it's just uh, nice and it gives it like a little sense of like, um, it, it feels like kind of like more old school, like, uh, I don't know, and, and obviously, you know, it, it is set like, you know, 20-ish years ago or whatever. So, yeah, obviously it is going to look older, but um, I don't know, I, I feel like it lends itself to the story more. Yeah, and, the, uh, the music really, authentic. The, yeah, the music really did a lot of that, it really put me in that mood I, I wish more scores would sound like this it was great uh yeah. it I, definitely felt like uh i feel like there is you can tell like a a modern american possession movie versus like this felt like a european like early 90s possession movie which i think just yeah has like a different feel to it a different like sound and stuff yeah. And, and yeah like the music really reflected that and it's, cool. it's just of course like simple things in the story like there's there's no 
there's no like smartphones or anything like that. Everything's yep. you know of the time, and uh, it, it means like something as simple as when her mother's working all day, she seems to run this bar. Uh, like mm-hmm. she she can never just phone her mother for something, or, or at least if she she does, like she's she's busy. Or more specifically, the mother can't just phone the daughter when like they're walking home from school or anything like. Because you, you see her walking her, her little brothers and sisters home from school mm-hmm. or to school, and uh, and like okay, so this is a different time because they can't they can't be in as contact as easily as often. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, uh, no, it's interesting. So it's, it's an interesting, just just the family setup's different than usual because it's a big sister. Uh, protecting yeah. our, our little brothers and sisters. Yeah, and like, and it makes it like extra sad too because uh, you know it is one of those things which sometimes it can be kind of annoying in movies where you have like um, some parental figure or like you know some other authority figure or something that whenever they're around, like all the weird stuff stops stops uh, happening. But it was actually like I, I thought well done in this movie where. It kind of added this extra layer of like sadness to it because you know they're like begging their mom to stay. You know who it already kind of feels like you know she's barely there, and then yeah. when they really need her, and I mean she, now she, she, they're she, in a situation where she she used to you know pay for four kids to eat and yeah. whatnot. She's 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 covering a lot of mouths uh, on her own, so she's working a lot of hours and. Uh, I, 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 here's something I like as well as much as I'm saying they embellish a lot and I do think it went too far with some of the CG stuff that you start to see at, at various mm-hmm. points Everything, everything's always kind of from Veronica's perspective though I do kind of like that if you look at it from the context of what the mother knows what's going on that there is like there's so little from her perspective that it makes sense she doesn't really believe that anything's really happening oh and, yeah definitely like uh, from the context of what the police report probably said at, you know after the, the fact yeah, like from what they would know and what they saw, it, the movie's probably relatively accurate in that. It's just we get to see a lot of what Veronica actually sees in those last few days, and it's just kind of like, yeah, okay. So it's it's quite clear that yeah, like there was nothing in the police report about oh she sees a short shadowy CGI monster man yeah. like you know in the walls and you know whatever else. Uh, I would like if a policeman described something as CGI. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Here, here's a simple little thing, translation thing that I kind of like. Uh, so her name is okay. Veronica, and I like that our friends shorten her name to Vero, and I thought that was kind of oh, yeah. cool because we have the name Veronica, right? But no mm-hmm. one would ever shorten it, and I just kind of I think it's kind of funny that another language might shorten a name that we don't because they just think it sounds cool. Like Vero sounds oh, yeah. cool for Veronica, you know? That's yeah, cool. You know, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe they don't shorten Peter to Pete, for example, <laughs> but maybe short. You know, they do shorten that, so I don't know. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, it's cool. I like that, and the, yeah, like the the characters are all pretty likable. Like you know her and uh, you know the the kids in it, like um, they never really felt like kind of annoying, like you know uh, actor kids or anything. Like nah. they felt like pretty authentic. Like if they are annoying, it is in like you know like a little brother sister kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think authenticity is the key word you brought up there. I, they they feel really. It does feel like a house that has a bunch of kids in it. And her going around and like waking them up in the morning and like you know the the little ones wet the bed and it's like uh uh-huh, okay yeah. and uh you know we we go through all this and uh, I think a big theme of the movie is like her being saddled with too much responsibility before she's ready. There's a oh, there's, there's like a running thing uh, in the movie that she's not started having her period yet and she's fifteen, which is obviously notably <laughs> kind of late. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like she's not ready for all this responsibility, and like I, I, I think arguably that the movie doesn't really do enough with it to really make it, yeah, hit as a the, as a, an analogy. But I think it's trying to do something with that. 
Yeah, there was like one scene that uh, it's pretty in your face with that, and uh, I was that did kind of make me go like, "All right, that's that's enough. We didn't need to see that." Yeah, well, we'll talk about that scene in spoilers. <laughs> don't, you, don't you worry. Uh, so, so no, uh, but it's a solid movie. As, as much as I'm like critiquing little bits of it, in that I yeah. think, I think the complaints I have stop it from being a great movie. But I think it's a pretty solid watch, and I would recommend it to fans of the horror movies, especially supernatural yeah. uh, horror movies. And uh, and I would say, you know, maybe it was like kind of the state of mind or whatever I was in when I watched it. But um, you know, uh, it does the one thing that not many horror movies can do uh, to me at this point. But it did actually kind of like creep me out, like not to the point where. Yeah, I've been seeing like articles online and stuff of people saying like, "Oh, like you know, viewers have to stop the movie halfway through because it's too scary." It's like, well, like come on. <laughs> no, it's bullshit. It's not. It's not that bad. But like, you know, I was watching it like late at night, really tired. And I was like, "Oh, like this is like genuinely creepy," uh, which is uh, nice. I don't get that feeling too much. <laughs> like anymore. I said, the, the creepiness kind of lost me when it started doing the CGI stuff. Yeah, uh, that's that's but, that's fair, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, earlier on there was some good stuff, and I think the biggest asset though is the how real the characters are, especially Veronica. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's the big difference between this and some like just random shitty supernatural movie is that yeah. like they feel like real people, and it feels like she's really struggling to deal with what's going on, and that's kind of fascinating. Um, yeah. And I like that I've, I've, again, not a whole lot really happens in terms of over the top yeah. stuff. By the time we get to the end of the movie, it's kind of like okay, there was a. A natural incline that just sort of like built up to the, the time where we finally got to the police coming, but there was not like so much. There was like surely you'd have like called people in before now with all this stuff going. No, there wasn't really enough. It was just enough to make her scared. It was enough to make her question what was going on, but never, you know, super amounts over yeah. the top. Yeah, and again, I think it's like really um, like impressive when you know people can you know make so much out of so little. But I mean, really, like the the best or like scariest horror movies, like a lot of times. Uh, end up doing that and then and i do kind of wonder I, I think that's uh, why it's interesting that when i think it falters is when it starts having cgi which is when it's going beyond just being a yeah. little horror movie it's doing too much and, stuff and I, I wonder if like that was the I, I wonder if like maybe the studio wanted more of that stuff or if like the director maybe a couple of times kind of like lost faith and like in the movie and was like all right no we got to put in a big scary thing here yeah, yeah. um but uh, yeah, I I definitely agree with you that the, there were a few parts of like a little eh, but it didn't take me out of the movie like that much. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before we get the spoilers, I've got another uh, criticism of what I make though. Uh, when I mentioned there was some cliche things, I do think the biggest cliche in the movie is the creepy old woman who knows a lot about all the stuff that's going on and can give us lots of exposition <laughs> about it. Uh, definitely fair um i uh, honestly it it didn't bother me though because it's one of those things where i was like yeah it's kind of a cliche but i i think it's kind of like she looks kind of cool and is like weird enough that like i'll let it go i'm i'm into the story at this point so yeah also i like the idea because she's a blind nun and there's a whole thing where there's an eclipse happening everyone's like holding stuff up so they can look at the eclipse and i'm like she doesn't have to hold up shit she can look at the eclipse as much as she wants because she's blind (laughs) (laughs) which is someone might tell me that's factually incorrect maybe there's reasons why even blind people shouldn't look at the eclipse but (laughs) uh you know whatever uh so no that that was my thing because it got to her and she started like explaining things and like I was like, okay, this is where it's starting to feel like a typical plot. Like up until now, I was thinking maybe they'll do something really different with how they're playing it out. 
yeah. but it wasn't necessarily in the plot necessarily as we had to do the things differently yeah I, I i feel like maybe like with some of like the horror cliche stuff i feel like they never go like full tilt into it oh where sure it's, yeah, it's like just, it's definitely more subdued like, than yeah i think a mainstream american movie would have it yeah because like you know if it was like a mainstream movie or something they probably would have had like a flashback scene of like you know her as like a little girl or something <laughs> or like you know after veronica leaves then the monster would have come for her and like threw her up in the air or something. so i feel like yeah there's stuff where they skirt the line but it's like i can forgive it a little bit more because i feel like they don't lean all the way in when you know the movies might have yeah yeah uh so we'll give a spoiler warning then so full spoilers from this point on for veronica and yeah so like, like i was saying before i really really like that the amount that the mother sees and the amount that actually kind of happens in terms of like that can be perceived by anyone who's not veronica is actually not that much until that final night where she finally calls the police and it all feels kind of like okay yeah from their perspective not a whole lot happened until then but from veronica's perspective she's seen shadowy men and stuff uh you mentioned the scene where the period sort of thing went a bit too far. Uh, I assume you were talking about the mattress and when she has her first period and the blood like, goes all the way through the mattress and she's like trying to well, clean it. I mean, just like the scene of like the shadow hand like creeping up her and then like oh, sure, grabbing yeah. right over her vagina and then all the blood coming out. It's like, yeah, that's a, that's like right, a nightmare, I get it, nightmare I get it. scene. Then she wakes up and she's had her first period, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but, in the, but on the nose. So, well, let's talk about the... So, so the big twist at the end, I said I thought this was a possession movie going in, and then like as I was watching the movie, oh, that's not true, it's actually just more of a haunting movie. Uh, mm. The twist is actually that it is a possession movie, she doesn't realise <laughs> that's what's happening. Uh, which yeah. I actually kind of liked. I liked that re- revelation that because throughout the movie, like she, like it seems like the ghost is like doing things like it's turning the taps hot so it burns her little brother. It's you know strangling the the, the sister at one point, and she yeah. kind of realizes, wait a minute, that was me the whole time. And there's that for the first time, there's like a real hint of a duplication where it's like an evil version of her. Is that scene where she's like walking down the street and she's kind of miffed at this point, and you see someone else walking the opposite way from behind. Oh. And I'm like, and I'm like, wait a minute, that looks like her. That's not the same jacket yeah. and the same hair. And then she, she sort of turns around and looks at her, but the, the, the duplicate doesn't. And it's when she like sort of turns back around that the duplicate turns around. But she's out of focus, the duplicate. And it's like, oh, yeah. that's her. And that's where it sort of gets your head going. You're like, oh, okay, they're really seeding ideas here. Um, was that the same scene where like um, you start to notice like the other people in the street are like walking backwards? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, that was like really cool. Just like a real simple but like interesting like visual uh, style to it that you're like, ooh, like yeah. this feels like weird and off, and I and I like it. Because yeah, that was the thing when she, she she's sort of chasing after the little brother at the end, and she falls and she gets up, and she ends up when she's realizing all that she's seeing the mirror, like the one that's in, in the foreground is actually just kind of looking evil, but the one in the mirror yeah. is like her, and she's looking terrified at what's happening, and it's she yeah. kind of realizes this, and she actually goes to kill herself uh, to sort of stop it and like stop it from getting her brother, because that was the thing the nun said, oh you have to protect your siblings, like they'll go after mm-hmm. the siblings. And uh, obviously, what the cop sees when he comes in is just her, like, sort of bent over backwards, kind of like screaming. And we see that in the, like, what's really happening is, like, you know, the, the ghost is, like, in her mouth. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, but it, she's bent over, like, unnaturally backwards, almost exorcist style. Uh, and it's like, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll buy that the, the detective at least thought he saw that when he walked in the room. And that's oh, the yeah. creepy thing. Obviously, the text at the end says that all the cops who went there got kind of sick at first and they, they all got transfers because they didn't want to be around the same location and like yeah. all, all the rest of it which is all, all creepy like cool little creepy stuff but uh 
that was the big thing. And I, I did like the twist, and because it, it, it tied into the idea that she like it was almost like bringing the worst out in her. Like maybe th- yeah. this evil version that was doing all these things was kind of like taking from like a a subconscious thing that was in there. Because we have there's a few scenes in the film where she's looking out the window to like this apartment across the you know across the street. And she's seeing mm. this like girl who's maybe a little bit older than her, but you know, it's a young woman who's like dancing to music, and she's on her own. There's no, there's no brothers, there's no sisters, there's no parents. She's just on her own, and she can just be happy and be like a free teenager, or or maybe like a young woman in this case. But because that's the big thing throughout the movie, she can't go to a party because she has to look after her, her brothers and sisters. She has to do this, mm. she has to, and she's always like burdened with this responsibility, and she wants to be free. She she's almost resentful, even though she does love her brothers and sisters. Yeah. And I think that's the big theme of the movie is that she ultimately has to like, oh, I need to stop my evil self from doing this. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's, it's that wanting of wanting to be free and wanting to be like the person across the street who has a boyfriend at one point. It's like, I want to be her. And mm-hmm. she can. And that's kind of what the ghost is feeding on uh, yeah. to do its stuff. Yeah, like the, the way I kind of thought uh, uh, about it is it, di- it didn't feel like other possession movies where like, the ghost is inside your body like controlling it like it almost feels like the ghost was kind of attached to her or something like like by her side and then like yeah. every now and again it would like get control or something Either which, control uh, or trigger like a dark part of herself yeah that would do the thing or whatever yeah um which, but, uh, which, which means thematically the idea of the of it being a shadow makes a lot of sense because it's like uh, her dark shadow but it just you know it was this cgi thing that i thought looked kind of over the top and goofy as it was actually happening oh not all the time yeah. there, was, there was times where it kind of worked where the shadow was going along the wall and then it was the mum that came in the door and that that kind of worked and you yeah. know stuff like that but yeah i mean like you said though like a lot of the creepier scenes are just like the more like quieter more subdued stuff like uh you know just like one of the kind of earliest things on that i just like real simple but i don't know i, I thought like kind of had a lot of like good like kind of dread and stuff too it was like uh early on like uh she goes to like put her um like backpack on the shelf and then like you know she walks away and then you just kind of hear it like slide off and then she looks and it's on the floor and she goes and puts it back up and then like it slides off again and then uh, again like you know real simple yeah nothing scene, new but, here this is really you know yeah. old school haunted house stuff but, yeah but just like you know again like just like the direction and the music and stuff is always like so well done that it kind of captivates you or like um uh oh like a, a scene i really liked is when she's like doing laundry and the like blanket or whatever like falls off the clothesline and you're just kind of watching it like yeah she's got like you a know, balcony so she's, she's hanging the, the, yeah. the sheet over the uh the edge of the balcony to dry it yeah and it falls down it just it's just, it, the way it flutters as it goes down from the yeah, top it's just like cool. Yeah, something about it, like, again, just, like, the music and the direction of it all, just everything has this kind of creepy little undertone to it. Yeah, I think that might be when she kind of looks up and sees, like, a, a shadow in the room across the hall or something that was like, oh, that's... Yeah, and she, she sees yeah. it's in the brother's room, she rushes in to help him, and there's nothing there, so it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, nah, so, so I like that. So it, it is doing stuff throughout the movie that kind of sets up its twist, yeah. which is nice. It, it, it really does. As we said, the music's really good, and it's just really... It keeps coming back to it, and it did have that whole kind of vibe that I like, where it felt like they were trying to like do something about it, like, even though the, our brothers oh, and yeah. sisters don't really know why they're doing this. Uh, 
Uh, there's also the thing that she tries to get the brother to draw a symbol on the wall that will help, and he draws like he turns the page to another <laughs> symbol. It's like the it's like the symbol of invitation, and he's like, "I'll draw this instead. <laughs> this one looks prettier." And I'm like, "Damn it, you little shit!" <laughs> oh, and I like the um, there's this like commercial playing throughout the movie that they uh, like mm. the little brother like sings along to, and then uh, you know it's just like a simple like was like a soap commercial or something. Uh, and then, like, it's a nice uh, callback to it at the end when, you know, they're trying to do, like, a another seance kind of thing. And, like, oh, like, we need, like, some type of mantra or something. And, you know, like, oh, they, they just start singing that song. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a catchy tune. It works. And I think uh, they also have one of those, I don't know what you call them. It's that kids game where it's the lights to light up and make the noise. Oh, and... Uh... Was that uh, Simon? Is that it? Is that what it's called? It, but here's here's what I, I thought. It, it's a fine little thing to use in a horror movie. It distracted me in this though because it was featured so heavily in Paranormal Activity, the marked ones. Oh uh, yeah. It was a big plot oh. device in that movie. So even though here it's limited, it's only on one one or two scenes, and it's just they use it for the lights to sort of light up the room, in different colors. I was like, okay, but I just I saw this used heavily in another horror movie not that long ago. Yeah. So it just it kind of it, you know it's yeah, whatever, but. Um, so no, so so I I think the scary stuff's good, uh, except when it's doing CGI stuff. I think one of the most effective ones actually is when she wakes up at night at one point and like her dead dad's there, but he's like naked. Oh yeah, and you just yeah. you just look over and like you, she flashes the light and you just kind of see like the shape of him. You see just enough to know that he's naked, like full frontal nudity mm-hmm. naked, but kind of sh- in shadows. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. wait, is that like <laughs> the naked dad? What's going on? <laughs> uh, but that was pretty creepy. That was a creepy mm-hmm. thing. I almost wish it was always the dad instead of the shadow later on because i I think that made it feel a bit more tangible in a in a way yeah and i feel like i mean one of the creepiest things uh too is when she's talking to like the her youngest brother and he Mm. mentioned something like uh i forget what she does like oh like who showed you that or told you that or whatever or who you're playing with and he's like oh like i was playing with that and like it's the book so he's got like a book out so who put this book out so dad was reading it to me that's 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 what he said yeah Uh, he said like oh he's gonna come back and read to me again tonight and it's like oh that's just like creepy <laughs> and the fact is i think if you want to read this is as she she was just losing her mind and she eventually killed herself at the end uh i, I think you could read it that way because i think one of the things that's happening yeah. is, is she's just so her and her friend uh who's like her best friend and they're going to do this this you know seance with the, the ouija board earlier because she wants to talk to her dad and our friend invites this other third girl who wants to talk to her, her motorcyclist boyfriend who died. <laughs> um, and they do the thing. Now, later on, the girl kind of... Veronica kind of has this idea. She gets this idea that to stop this from happening, uh, she needs to like do it again with the same three people. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do the, the, you know Talk to it again with the Ouija board and ask it to leave. They, and that's what it'll Yeah, because they, they messed up the first time because they were like interrupted and yeah. they didn't get to say goodbye and stuff. And then I, I think it's, it's the uh, the nun, I, I think, that tells her, like, oh, you have to do it again and correct your mistakes. Yeah. And again with the nun, like, they sort of implied that maybe is she just imagining whatever the nun's saying mm-hmm. to her? Because, like, when the other teacher comes up and gets her, she's like, oh, she's old and batty and she doesn't know what she's saying and she seems more confused yeah. <laughs> uh, and stuff. But it's, it's one of the things this is that after that, the, 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 the first uh, Ouija board scene, is her best friends kind of standoffish with her. She's, she's kind of scared of her for being weird and she whispered something to her which we later find out she, while she was kind of like quote-unquote possessed she she whispered to her that she was going to die in like three days which is you know at this point was today when we find out and 
she feels like her best friend's drifting away and she tries to talk to her and it kind of feels like she's starting to go towards the third girl. Like, you know, she's starting to be more best friends with her and she's, like, upset that her best friend has got a party at her house but she didn't tell her about it and, like, her and her other friend have, like, set it all up and it feels like her friend's drifting. It feels like, again, because of her responsibilities with the kids that her best friend, her, her social life is drifting away and it's almost like when she goes to try and, like, get their help and says, oh, we, we, the three of us need to do it again to, like, stop this thing. First, they don't believe her. The series has been kind of crazy. And again, it's like she's literally shut out from her best friend's life. She's like, you know, her, yeah. her best friend's like, like, hey, calm down. And her boyfriend or whatever comes up and just shuts the door in her face. And you could almost read it as that triggers the worst of it. Because now that she's officially mm-hmm. been shut out of her best friend's life and she doesn't have her life anymore, uh, that's when the worst of stuff all happens that night. So you could almost read it yeah. that way if you if you wanted to. If you wanted to yeah. say, you know. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so much is going on. You can see her like being like, "Oh, maybe she's having like a mental break or something." Uh, yeah, you can yeah, see between, that between like, and you can see that has been a trigger. And you could almost see that her mother, when when the few times that she tries to bring it up to her mother that something's going on, and her mother's upset when she comes home. And uh, I kind of like how like our first way to combat it is to have all the kids sleep in the living room together, like, get a couple yeah. of the mattresses because it, it felt like very slumber party. Like get all your mattresses <laughs> in the you know middle room and we'll all sleep yeah. together. Uh, but the few times that she brings it up with her mother. Like, our mother's just, like, disappointed. I was like, oh, really, I need your help. You need to, like, take the burden because I'm doing all this yeah. work. And when she brings it up again, it's like, oh, not this again. Like, you could almost read it as a criticism of her mother not noticing that she's got some health issues. Like, you know, mentally, oh, mentally sure. speaking. Yeah. Like, her mother is, like, ignoring her daughter's mental health issues because she needs her to mm-hmm. be helpful and be strong. But, but she's, she's doing it at the expense of noticing that she needs help. And I, th- yeah. I think that's I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Like, that, that's maybe what the, the film's kind of about, if you want to look. If you wanted to read it that way, but I, I, I could definitely see that being the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think the reason why that, that that lands so much for me is at the end when the the mother sees the, the the police cars and the sirens and hears them and she runs home out of the work. She she runs around to her house and she sees her like her two daughters and she's like hugging them and like oh, you know, uh, where, where's your sister? Where's your brother? And like the horror in her face here and then the horror as she sees her daughter on the stretcher. As she's yeah. coming out the the you know house and she dies like you know she, we find out she she dies before she even gets to the hospital, uh, which happens as the the the, the flame and the, the photo that the detective's looking at. Oh right, yeah. Uh, which maybe which was maybe something that was also authentic. Maybe the police officer did see like the the photo be on fire as he found out she died, and then the flame went out. Maybe that was like the creepy thing that happened like, that really yeah. happened. You know, on 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 the scene, if you will. Uh, but no, the, the horror of in her mother's face uh, is, is like she sees her daughter being taken away. You almost feel the guilt and the blame like on herself. Like she she was ignoring her. She was just you know writing it off as oh you're being a silly child and get over it now rather than actually trying to help her. And I, I just I think that yeah. yeah, I think that's what maybe separates it from other like just you know, ghost movies is that there's actually some like real human drama <laughs> going on that's kind of yeah. motivating it, which I kind of like. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, really where the strength of the movie lies. Just, like, you know, great direction and atmosphere and characterization. Just, like, yeah, yeah um, again, unfortunately, something that you don't always see a lot of in modern movies. That's true. It's funny, because I think, you know, getting into it, thinking it's a possession movie, and then having the moment in the Ouija scene where she, you know, actually starts saying stuff, I'm like, okay, so it's going to be a... Like, I was actually very relieved when it turned out not to just be a possession movie, at least in the traditional yeah. sense, because it was like, okay, it's not just going to be her in a bed, like, saying cryptic things for an hour as her mother tries yeah. to struggle to deal with what's going on. Uh, yeah. I like that it was a different approach. Like, it made the possessed character the main character, 
and that question of is she actually possessed or being manipulated or is she just going nuts yeah you know what that's a actually that's an interesting point i guess i didn't really think about it in terms of other possessed movies but yeah most like possessed movies the possessed person like it kind of technically isn't the main character like it's usually about the people trying to cure her yeah the mother Um, the father the brother whoever 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 person cares about them the husband wife you know whoever's looking usually like tied up or locked up or somewhere where they can't really roam around and do too much damage while like yeah other people try to figure out what to do so yeah it's cool to see you know something else yeah, I honestly think that's the that's the movie's biggest strength, and why I, I like it as much as I do. Uh, so, so yep. no, uh, points on that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and you know, at this point, um, you know, this. Uh, I apologize, I don't know the director's name, but uh, you know, Wreck was amazing. I'm not sure. Oh, you no, know. I'm getting the info. To, I'm getting the info. What okay. is it? <laughs> uh, uh, Paco Plaza or Paco Plaza? Okay, so yeah, I don't really know uh, much else what he's done, but I mean. Man, if you got like this and wreck under your belt, like the guy's got some good clout. Um, yeah. Uh, also, it's worth mentioning the actress who played Veronica, uh, Sandra Essina, if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, she, this was her first movie, and the only other oh. thing she has in her IMDb is like a short film that was after this. So she's not, she's she's like fresh talent. Yeah. Yeah, she was great. So. Uh, yeah, she. Yeah. It's her movie. She she is the center focus of the entire thing. Um, oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I'm curious. Uh, interesting, this was the first film that uh, Plaza did after Wreck 3. Uh, he, okay. he did not do 4, interestingly. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's good. He did, he did 1, 2, 3. Uh, so, you know, take that as it were. Uh, he's, he's, his next film that's in pre-production right now is called Eye for an Eye. So that'll be maybe one to look out for later this year or next year. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely be excited to yeah see more about it. Yeah. Uh, but no. no, so obviously yeah, the acting was pretty good. Uh, honestly, the the biggest failings are just a couple of the cliched things that it, it, it veers into at times, and sometimes instead of just being more subtle, it has a, the CG ghost character kind of, mm-hmm. you know, running around and doing creepy things, which mm-hmm. you know t- took me out of it because I'm like, okay, this isn't that creepy anymore. It's the human dramas yeah. and stuff and what that might be. Um, but hey, so I think uh, I think we're ready to re- unless you anything else you want to add, Timmy, about any particular scenes or uh, moments that you th- you think you're. Uh, no, I mean, I think we covered all all the big ones. Um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's that's rate the old movie then. Uh, so, what would you give Veronica out of ten? <sighs> I mean, uh, you're not wrong that the you know there are some flaws, but um, I, I think they bother me a lot less than you. Like, um, I, mm. I think given like me being into the other stuff so much like i you know i'm willing to give that kind of stuff a pass so i'm gonna give it a pretty high score which <laughs> i feel like we haven't been giving like super high stuff lately but i don't know maybe it's maybe a, i'm wrong but but a rough run tim that's all it is yeah <laughs> uh but i'm gonna give it an 8.5 actually i, I really oh. again i just really really liked it a lot uh um yeah <laughs> Honestly, I think I might even like it a little bit more now that we talked about it. And yeah. <laughs> I was talking about, you know, all, all the family stuff and that she might just be crazy and, like, mm. what everything represents. Uh, it does get a bit heavy-handed with the, the period stuff, mm. as, as we mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. Even the way that when in the scene where the nurse... Because she, she faints when, you know, the, the, the first Ouija thing. And she's with the, at the oh, yeah. nurse's office. And the nurse is asking questions like, have you done any drugs? Or do you have diabetes? You know, she's asking all these questions. And she eventually gets to the... Uh, are you on your period? 
And then the way she kind of awkwardly like sort of shakes her head implies, and she's like, "Oh wait, have you not started yet?" And like yeah. it just like it's really like it really emphasizes really strongly this is a big deal, uh, and it is. But like it just you know, again subtlety is maybe what it's lacking there. But that said, yeah. though, talking everything else, uh, I like it a bit more, even more than I did I think when I first finished it. So mm. I'm going to say seven point five. It's so like I really want to give it the eight. It's so close to the eight. Mm. I just I don't know. It's just some of the horror scenes. Maybe just yeah. let it down a little bit for me, and I think that's why I can't quite do it. But it's so close to that eight. But seven point five, I'm giving it seven point five. It's fair. Uh, so I mean, I think it looks like the trend, uh, at least so far this year with newer movies, is like uh, theater stuff hasn't been too great. But uh, hmm. yeah, some of this like uh, late last year stuff that's just getting to Netflix now has, has been pretty good. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. This and the ritual, like my two favorite movies of the year so far, and. I guess that, it technically came out last true. year. That, that is that is but, that is absolutely true. Uh, hopefully, though, hopefully things perk up and when we get to stuff mm-hmm. like uh, a quiet place, and because yes. I was so excited about that, mm-hmm. um, and various other things throughout the year. Uh, some stuff has been released at different times, so when we get to it, it might be later than you may expect. But mm-hmm. we're, we've got a number of stuff coming out soon that we're we're going to be looking at. Um, uh, and as for the schedule, it does look like you'll be getting another episode next week, uh, mm-hmm. so you can look forward to that. Um, and we will, we will, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you then. So, uh, let us know what you think of Veronica if you've seen it in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzz TV. Uh, you, you can do that there. There's a link in the description. Uh, obviously, the vote for the patrons is up. Uh, the next vote is actually all crypt movies. What is the crypt? Our patrons <laughs> can submit movies to a list called the crypt, which is basically a list of suggestions for movies to do. And every so often, we'll pick one at random, uh, or we'll in this case we've picked all four of them or four of them for the the vote for the Patreon vote. So it's all four crypt movies that are up for the vote. Uh, so it's a real mix mix and match. There's no like genre theme. There's no uh, whatever, so uh, you can go check out that. The winner of last month's vote was Audition, so you can expect that before the end of the month, so that's coming as well. Uh, so, a lot of fun stuff coming up. Uh, so, yeah. So, once again, thank you for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Tim, say something insightful to the, the, the viewers or listeners. I'll just, you know, if, you, if you're if on that old Ouija, just, you know, make sure to say goodbye <laughs> before you go. Just like this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know if I'm disappointed <laughs> in what you just said or if I'm like almost relieved it was as straightforward as that. I'm not okay. sure. Mm. You're relieved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Tim. Set it straight. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we'll see you next time.